now we have a choice to open our voice. It means listen, listen within to be. Okay, so hello everybody. This is the crowning series, Conversations, and today I'm here together with Lara Ware um, in Johannesburg, yes, in South Africa. And um, very excited to be here with you in this way today. I know a bit about, well, I've experienced some of your work. I don't have a clue how you do it. And that really does fascinate me, but I'm not going to try and ask you to explain that, um, exactly how you work. But I'd love if you can make a, a little introduction of yourself and, you, and what you do, your mission, if you like. Um, in starting just for the people who are watching this, and then we can go into the deeper stuff, the crowning stuff. Yeah. Wonderful. Thank you for introducing me. It's wonderful to be able to share this opportunity with you and to be able to share this experience. Uh, in brief introduction, I would say that my mission is an evolving one. So I started out in one place and move with the flow of life, which I think is what we should be doing in order to establish what it is that everybody is needing from me. I came into the process with a very specific purpose and path. In fact, I had defined my purpose as only belonging to animals. And um, over the COVID experience, it actually evolved into helping the people who own those animals and has gradually expanded even further from there. But if I were to describe my mission, I would say it is one of allowing others to find their truth. A lot of that begins with the physical process of healing ailments in the physical body, allowing people to realize what it is that is important to them, allowing them to realize that they have the capacity to be able to change their lives and their own mission, and to be able to connect them to all that potential that they have within them. Um, it would be very short-sighted to try and put everything into a nutshell in one go, but that should give you the general idea of my focus and purpose. There is no limit actually to what can be tackled through the process and the work that I engage in. But for the purposes of this call, I think that should that should suffice. <laughs> <laughs> good vibes. Thank you. Yeah, that's a good nutshell. Um, so what I'm really curious about is actually what you have observed in people, in their fields, um, their metaphysical fields, in their physical bodies, um, and then also touching into the mental-emotional realms as well um, that you've been working with that have been touched by corona, and that have been touched by the vaccine as well. Um, I'm asking of various people these questions, and the reason why is really to give some different dialogue into the big dialogue that's going on out there. Um, and like you said, actually, give people agency to be able to start to self-correct and um, yes. self-harmonize, yeah, just by having awareness of the way that these things are actually touching us and shifting things in us, yeah. 
it has been an important journey, I think, for all of us, a realization on a number of levels and an opening that we didn't have before. I think there isn't a human alive that hasn't been touched in some way, shape or form by the experience, whether it is by the illness itself or the concept of it. On a more practical level, it obviously has created a lot of limitation, uh, financial restriction for some, and difficulties in a number of different ways. But all of it has led to the potential for self-realization. So every person that has been put in this position is in a position to evolve and to change. Now, that might uh, stick in the throats of some, and others might say, mm, yes, that's exactly what this is. Because the practical reality of living with an experience like this is often hard to put you in a position where you're able to evolve in a spiritual way or in a, a way that allows you to move forward with grace. So the experience that I have had on a number of different levels has often been expressed through animals that are owned by people encountering this difficulty. And they are reflecting the extreme anger, frustration and resentment that is present in our collective consciousness. So this would be the global picture of the implication of this. The overwhelming situation is actually one of fear, which we can all grasp and understand. We've been led to believe that this is um, probably one of the more dangerous viruses we've ever encountered. And yet the truth of it is that it's actually not. This particular virus has been, or its family certainly has been around for millennia. And we have resisted it on a number of different levels for a very long time. But the concept of fear is one that triggers so many associations for all of us from the very primal to those that are associated with actual experiences. And for some, it would be past life related. So the whole concept of a, a condition that triggers a fear activation is what is very interesting to me. So the greatest exploration for me has been the investigation of the impact of that fear. And when we have an anger response to something, so this comes about from the resentment of the lockdowns, the implications for our freedom, our ability to be able to choose whether we can have this vaccine or not, all of these things, ultimately behind anger, you will find a fear. So you have to have noisy accompaniment, sorry. <laughs> the, expression, the expression of fear is often one that is then interpreted by the lesser beings of, well, humans consider them lesser, I don't. So our animals, our plant life, our um, the healthy status of the energy of our water flow, those things are also in the bigger picture of this because that fear is then internalized into the consciousness of those things. What we would need to understand from that is that the implications of this virus become so much bigger than the obvious. They are not just about how did we cope with it? What was our experience of it? It becomes about how did our earth cope with this? What is the long-term implications for all of us based on the fact that we have allowed our collective con consciousness to influence the consciousness of the entire planet? And this, I think, is going to be an evolving process unless we as humans can take responsibility for the fact that we have let our minds run riot over this thing. We are not going to be able to resolve this in a short space of time, not in terms of the virus being in an, our environment, but the fact that the fear very much is. So the tale will be told by our children and the mental health of our children. And this is something that is needing urgent attention. Mm -hmm.
Yeah. If you want, well, you did ask about the vaccine. And I can say that I have had opportunity to experience this from both sides of the coin. Those that are completely anti, those are very desperate to have it, those that believe they cannot survive without it. Behind it all still sits that fear, the fear of being forced to have it when we don't want to, the fear of not being able to get it when it wasn't available, so when we were still restricted by age group as to when we could have it, those that feel that without it they can't survive. The implications of that become how our thoughts influence our body. The suppression of the immune system that comes about when we believe we are dependent on something for survival. So again, not necessarily a popular subject or topic, but the power of our mind and thought over our experience and the influence it's having over our body. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's 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 interesting. I've been in in the work that I've been doing just personally, artwork and stuff, having. Um, a kind of a conversation with fear, the entity of fear. And um, it has been surprising me so much. <laughs> it, has, it has been surprising me, you know, what, what I've been receiving from fear, the entity fear, is, is that it's got actually a really important job to do in assisting us in our kind of evolutionary process and in getting us onto path, on path, getting us to a place of actually choosing how to stand. And um, so I'm, I'm, I'm feeling quite friendly with fear, <laughs> you know, like it's really just another face of love, you know. Or just another face. It's, it is. Well, I think actually that's a beautiful way to express it because if we could make friends with fear, we'd, we'd realize where all our limitations lie. Every limitation we ever ex- expose ourselves to or put in our way is based on a fear of something. And part of the human evolutionary journey is to master that fear because fear is what stops us from moving forward. Fear is what stops us from connecting. Fear is what what stops us from engaging in the change that we desperately need. Mm -hmm. So this particular incident, while it may seem devastating to most people, is probably the greatest gift we've ever been given because we have been given the opportunity to tackle and face fear head on and realize that we can survive, realize that we're not going to die by by engaging in what we are afraid of. Mm. And the process should lead us to realize that, wow, there's, there's, a, there's a bigger purpose at play here. What is it that I need to understand about this fear? What does it say to me about me? And take it from that perspective and see where it takes you. What is What, what are your answers? What does that give you? And what would you like to do with that? Yeah. You know, the, the thing that fear keeps saying to me is, is, is it keeps saying, I'm fear. You're not fear. I'm fear. <laughs> Understand this. Yeah. You know, yes, we are, yeah. we are one. Everything is, mm. you know, but you are not fear. I'm just a mirror of you. You know, you are not yes. fear. I'm fear. You know, yeah, just- one of the human conditions, I think, is the uh, ease with which we own emotion and concepts like fear. We make it ours. Whereas an emotion, I always believe, is a piece of information that should lead us on a journey of understanding. 
So every time if we were to just stop and say, well, what is that and what does it say to me? We wouldn't be diving into a cesspool of feeling that is unpleasant for us. We would be finding the answers that keep us moving forward. But that's probably one of the hardest things we have to do because we own emotion and we own concepts like fear and say, I am that thing. Mm. And you can understand the limitation in that. Big time. <laughs> Big time, yeah. <laughs> yes, because we all live it. Every single one of us, even those of us that are practicing this kind of work, we live this. We have come to these understandings because we've been there. It's not because we are holier than thou and know this stuff already. No, we, we've had to journey along our struggles to get there. Mm. But it is something that we all identify with because we all do it. Yeah, been there and still go there whenever necessary in order to Absolutely. make the right choice. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. because the fear of making the wrong choice is probably one of the most crippling ones. What if I decide the wrong thing? What if I mess it up when I get there? What if I don't respond the way I need to to get the right result? Mm. The what-ifs of life. Tremendous yeah. little obstacles. <laughs> yeah, I know we know all about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, so I'm also I'm interested and curious to know if you have noticed any aside now we've spoken fear, you've spoken fear. Um in the physicality, in the metaphysicality. So now perhaps a good in here, actually, what I'd love to know from you in the chakric system. The, we'll, we'll work with the rainbow one because it's the one most people work with. Familiar in with, our yeah. inbuilt rainbow, mm. um, have you noticed uh, similar effects in people? And I mean, it's interesting because like the, the original Corona seems to be no more. Now we've got Omnicrom, which, which I personally love. I'm calling it omnis, omnis, omniscient Corona, omniscient crowning experience. You know? Wonderful way to see it. I love it. <laughs> yes. I love it. It's just like it's coming in with this ferocity at getting people to into their shadows and to mm -hmm. choose to live and choose, choose to be here or not. You know, it's really like the, the amount of negative thought stuff that comes up with Omnicron is like on a whole nother mm. level to the previous ones. But yeah. um, even though we know it's not a killer, it brings it all up, you know, which is amazing. Yes. Yeah, but um, what what I'm curious about is, is the, so, so I guess we should stay current then. How have you noticed... People who have who get the virus, it affecting the chakra system, and then, and also people who've had the vaccine. How have you noticed that affecting the chakra system? I'm speaking to you specifically about chakras. We <laughs> could also go into the the places that they um, speak to the chakras. So, like the um, what they called. <laughs> Organs, <laughs> you know, meridians and so on. Yes, yeah, those things, meridians and so on. I'm, I'm curious to notice what you've seen, and and then because and the reason why is so that we can get a another, a different, a new, or maybe it's even the same as, as we might find. It's the same as what other people have seen as well. Um, 
image that we can then work on in our own self-repair processes um, and in our own awareness processes while we're walking around because this is obviously the, these are the places of weakness in the human physical form yes. based mm -hmm. on current society, the past, etc., our belief structures, what, 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 all that stuff. Yeah. I think the thing that st stands out most obviously is the disconnection we feel. So you would see that the greatest difficulty that the majority of people are feeling, and here I'm talking general population, whether you've been infected, whether you know someone, whether you've been vaccinated or not, there is a distinct disconnection from the, the root area. Um, and this is influencing the way people are perceiving the information that they are having available to them, be it the social media kind or the very factual scientific kind. It also is reflected through the organ systems of the abdomen um, in a way that is suppressive of immunity. It is influencing that microbiome. We have uh, the microflora in our intestinal system and therefore that intestinal intelligence that we have where information is relayed to the brain that is very crucial to our functioning. Mm -hmm. Again, very primal. So that fear response triggers this regardless of what the origin is uh, that we're talking about in this particular case, this virus. The suppression of immunity is also influencing lung function directly because of the root of suppression. So here, in if you're looking at the broader influence of the chakra system, you are looking at the, the way the organs are being deprived of energy flow, the way they are interpreting this energy flow, how the body is able to receive the energy that it is able to allow to flow. So the overall picture that one gets is one of scattered flow where it looks as if everybody's taken the chakras and done a little bit of a, a scramble around, juggle them around so that they are no longer sitting either in alignment or in a way that is organized. It looks like a chaotic pattern. Mm -hmm. um, it is obviously dependent on the person's own experiences at the time too, because we don't necessarily come into this equation in complete alignment and balance. We have our own issues influencing the situation. But whenever we are in a situation where we have that primal survival sense triggered, the influence is always through the root. And you will see a range of the population where they instantly go to the crown to try and access what they're needing. And then you'll see others where they shut down as a result of this primal interference. Um, and depending on which route they take as to the progression from there. But the overall influence, if you were to look at the chakras in isolation, is one that causes a shutting down of circuitry. And it makes it even easier for us to connect to that primal fear that is out there. It makes it easier for us to evolve to the place where we are connecting to the very negative emotions of anger, frustration, resentment, bitterness, and so on. The shutting down of the heart space is always uh, most relevant in my mind because this is where our intuitive connection is truly seated in order to be able to allow that uh, gut feel that people like to refer to. We are needing open access between the lower half of the body and the upper half of the body. We are needing the flow that allows us to be able to connect to what is real and what is not. So a great deal of the excessive panic response or that excessive fear, if you want to call it that, comes from the fact that the body recognizes that it is no longer connected in a way that sustains life. So 
So I have seen uh, personal cases where people are repeatedly infected for no good reason. They've had the vaccinations that they believe they need. They have followed all the protocols and yet they have been infected more often than others. Why? Because the body is trying to tell them that they are in a state of disconnection through their root, sometimes through the sacral as well, but let's call it just the primal source of the root. And it is saying to the body, you're not able to survive. So I'm going to start shutting you down. Mm. And it starts to withdraw energy in a way that allows us to be so vulnerable through the immune system. Mm-hmm. So the body, in a sense, together with nature, the environment, mm is saying to the soul, if you like, are you really wanting to be here? Are you showing (laughs) life? I wouldn't actually take it so far because I think every one of us, even those that are not comfortable in their current life and environment, we still have a strong desire to be here. We have that connection that says to us, live at all costs. Um, There's very few people that truly want an out. They may feel they do. They may honestly feel that life is just so unbearable. Can I just move on to another one, please? Because I don't like this one. Mm. But what it says to the body is that my very existence is being threatened because you are connecting in a way that is inappropriate for my existence. So what it should do is send you to the bigger cosmic picture where you are looking for meaning in life. And you are looking for understanding of what am I doing here? Why am I here? What do I need to do that's going to change this picture for everybody? Mm -hmm. Um, What should have happened in a situation like this is that it caused a resurrection of the humanitarian movement where people were wanting to help and support. What it did is drive everybody into their homes, terrified of each other so that there's no personal contact. This kind of communication becomes normal where the people are not able to actually be around each other because they are terrified of what's going to happen. I've recently had a conversation with a woman who was in ICU for um, a period of time with Corona. And she said to me, the thing that was most noticeable to her is how terrified the care staff were of her and her condition. So they would leave these patients for hours on end unattended to because they didn't want to be in their presence for a very long period of time. Now, we're not talking about the beginning of the outbreak. We're talking about recently, the last few months. So what it says to us is that the human at heart didn't resort to love and care and compassion. It ran away. It resorted to hiding where it felt safe. And that in itself is one of the more significant disconnections that we need to still face the implications of. Um, We have had the opportunity for profound spiritual growth and connection, the means to actually heal each other and ourselves on such a profound level. And we have gone to the opposite extreme, which means that this wonderful lesson that we've been presented with has not been received appropriately. And we're going to have to figure that out. We're going to have to find the balance for that somewhere because that's how it always works. Balance your experiences. So if this has been our experience, that is the consequence. And yeah, sadly, I'm generalizing because there are people that have risen above and beyond. They have literally gone to the ends of the earth to try and bring compassion, caring, healing, love to the situation. But the bulk of the population have run. Mm -hmm. That's true. Partly because our government's told us to. to. Let's let's not underestimate this. We were told, go home and stay there. Go home and stay there. Well, there's nothing like separating people from each other to create um, a sense of 
needing your government to support you and to to be in control so that they you know they take a little bit more power than they had before mm. if you know what I mean separate conversation for another day yes yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean sure it's so interesting you know one of the things that i received um and because for me, I think I, I did definitely word that last question incorrectly, but I like what it brought. So it's perfect. <laughs> um, you know, this the way that our bodies, which I in some ways really include in nature, the body of earth, it's for me this one one story being. Yes. Um yeah. so the body of that we are, we put it like that, um, is kind of saying, and, and all the little microbes and all of those things are playing along, is kind of saying like, and even the governments are playing along with their nonsense in some ways. <laughs> um, it's kind of saying like, um, you know, yeah, there's, there's, here's an opportunity to learn how to be human, to yes. find out how to work or figure out or experiment how to actually run this system. Yes. Run this system. Like, look at the trees. Look how well they run their systems together with everything. They're working in exactly. community with everything else, aside oftentimes from humans, because well, humans just don't listen. You know, um, so like here's an opportunity to learn how to listen. And um, for me, that's very exciting. Yeah. So I've been very happy with this whole thing. <laughs> there's, there's my so I think um, expanding on what I mentioned right at the beginning, um, the concept of the implications of how we have influenced the earth are only going to be felt in many generations ahead. So we tend to live in the moment and we tend to accept that it is what it is, what I see, what I feel, that's the truth of it. But the vibration that we have created, and it's a self-replicating one because it is perpetuated through all the systems of the earth, yeah. um, the influence of that will be noticeable in many generations' time. And because we are not going to feel it, we as humans tend to not care. We tend to just say, okay, well, Moving on, let's carry on as we were because we are not worried about what our grandchildren are going to experience. Yeah. Again, generalizing, there are people who specifically do and work very much in that regard. But mm -hmm. this is a situation where the dots will not be connected. Mm -hmm. So there will be uh, famine and drought, there will be uh, natural disasters, and we're not going to pin pinpoint that and say, ha, that was the emotion of corona because the logic of it isn't there. It's not understood that our emotion is influencing the structure of the earth around us. It's the very disconnection that we create through the root, as, you, as I mentioned earlier. That connection is a direct feed of communication and flow between us and the earth and the environment of what the earth sustains. So if we are obstructing that or if we are breaking down in that region, there's a corresponding breakdown that is going to go on in the earth and it is only just beginning. But we won't connect the dots because why would we? Yeah, yeah. It's interesting because, um, as you know, I'm doing this or singing series with the mountains, also called the crowning series, um, attunements. And when I went to sing the root chakra, 
which mm. here is because, of course, these spinners, we could say, um, you know, exist all over the planet. There's lots of root chakras everywhere. And here in the Cape Peninsula, it's particularly aligned with a rock called Andal Rock on the masculine polarity. And then there's a beautiful little pool lake, um, which I don't know the name of. Um, and when I was sitting there with Andal Rock then and singing that place, then I was very clearly asked and to loosen the, if in a way, in a sense, etherically, metaphysical skin of the planet from everything that it's built on, the Gaia system to loosen it from everything that it's built on. And, um, and, and they said to me, you must pull up your roots. That's what they said. You must pull up your roots from everything that you have ever known. Yeah. In order and to regrow them in a place that is grounded in a healthy way. So it's not a case of let's just all yank up our roots because you're going to have people having car accidents and all kinds of things as a result. But it is a case of saying that those roots that are grounded in untruth, in uh, misunderstanding and in a stuck structure, reroot yourself into something you know to be true. Feel the vibration of that mountain. Feel the vibration of the earth where you are working, the crystalline structures beneath that. Ground yourself there because the truth lies within yeah, yeah, and also, and also, it it became evident to, it appears to be that really the Gaia spirit, the Gaia system, the body of of Gaia, or the, she's ready to be rerouted into as well. She's also yes. uprooted. She's uprooted and uprooted exactly, exactly from from the the unhealthy system. So that's that's quite exciting. Um, Part of the, the crowning process is, as you are aware, because I think you've been very closely connected to this, is in the shifting within the earth structure that allows the earth to evolve as well. Because at some point, uh, Mother Earth has to also take responsibility for the consciousness that she has allowed to govern her. She has to um, align herself with what is true for her mm. and to be able to start reflecting that in a way that is um, her truth, not just our truth. Mm. And I do believe that that is probably the next phase that leads us to find that state of evolving or enlightening where we register that unless we are living in harmony with her, she is going to evict us one way or another. So we can, we can work with her or we can continue to work against her. But ultimately I think she has reached that place where she is now starting to live in her own truth. Yeah, I totally agree with that. I totally, totally. Mm-hmm. That's I've I've seen that and being told that yes. in, in this yes. work that I've been doing. Yes, yeah. it's beautiful. <laughs> it's, it is beautiful. Like a um, daunting for those. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I interrupted you. No, that's cool. I just said it's like a rainbow in the sky. It's beautiful. Yeah. Um, I keep hearing while while we're talking. I keep hearing. Um, I'm going to say the animals because I don't know how to, like, I don't want to name any. Differentiate, yes. Yeah. 
the animals saying that they have got a message, they've got some information that they would like um, some guidance to bring forward specifically in yeah and I, it may be a particular if, if there is if there are specific animals that we can put picture to in our minds then um please share because that would be fun it's always nice to have well there is there is insight and experience and knowledge and wisdom that comes from all species so often that gets represented to us as um a single source of information that is being shared. So I will share that with you and then also the specifics um, that has also been shared with me through the work that I'm doing. Mm. So first of all, the communal um, communication where it comes to the animals of the planet is that they are wanting to support the evolution of the planet and therefore the people on it. And animals are going to find a way of getting through to us one way or another. So <laughs> we agree. We agree. We normally hear quite so vocally at this time of day. They <laughs> say so we agree. They're listening. <laughs> speak for us. Speak for us. Yeah. The concept being that where there really is a need, animals are going to start demonstrating through behavioral disturbance. There will also be those that are able and open to communication that are going to suddenly find themselves actually hearing things when normally they wouldn't. So they will take whatever the best avenue is to connect and communicate. Obviously, those animals that are domesticated are those that are likely to be the most involved because they have close personal contact with us. They have relationships. They can open our eyes to a new dimension if we allow it. So the communication is initially going to come through those that are domesticated and in our personal space. But it's not limited to that. Animals are going to start showing us the truth of our ways and allowing us the opportunity. So initially it starts as a quiet conversation that is purely love. And then eventually it gets demonstrated where they actually say, we have to take matters into our own hands. We have to find a solution for ourselves because our existence is at, at risk here. Um, Looking to the specifics, so I work most frequently with horses, which I find to be one of the more intuitive species and very, very similar in their thought progressions. So they find it easy to reflect to us the difficulty that we are having. And in being able to communicate to us, they are able to reflect to us where our deficit in understanding is. They're able to actually demonstrate to us where we, we are going wrong. But the thing that is so beautiful with them is their ability to be able to show us what peace and calm and love looks like. They are very, very willing to take that moment and that opportunity where they just say, let me let you feel it. Because maybe if you feel it, you will crave it and seek it. And every time you connect to me, I'll give you a little piece of that to feel and you can then seek it for yourself. So the animals of the entire planet are on a mission now to be able to show us what is possible if we unite and connect in a platform of love and openness to understand. If we stop seeing ourselves as a, a unique individual that is only out to support itself where we start seeing ourselves as part of a community that is living in this environment, where we see ourselves as needing to be part of the solutions, to be part of what sustains the planet, and not just a being that takes and takes and takes without giving. Mm -hmm. And even when we do give, 
we don't give in the right way and we don't give what is actually needed. We give what we want to give and we give what we feel is necessary. We don't intuitively look to what the earth is actually needing or saying. So there's a lot of information that's going to be coming from the animal kingdom over the next few years. And there certainly will be a lot of personal communication between animals and their owners. And there will be the opportunity for us to have the most spectacular experiences when we expose ourselves to animals. Um, if I can give you a quick story, I had um, an opportunity in a fairly horrific place. It was a place where animals were not treated well and not happy. And I had been involved in the care of a horse. We ended up putting it down because it had such malnutrition and so much damage to its body and the pain it was in was extreme. And I had a good cry because I always do. Walked away from there and had an experience where the herd that this animal belonged to, and it's a wild herd, it's not a domesticated riding herd. These are felt horses. The entire herd came and stood in a semicircle around me. And as they started approaching, I was thinking, well, this is this is strange, but I'm, you know, just standing there having a quiet sob. And they all stood in the semicircle around me. And the leader of that herd took a step forward towards me. And she just looked at me. And she just sent me this love and acknowledgement that they understood that I did what I could in that situation. It was such a feeling of gratitude, acceptance, but such curiosity. As she approached me, I could also feel her thinking, well, who are you? What are you? What are you doing? Um, and at the time, I wasn't in the right headspace to take it any further. But at the same time, that's the beauty and the potential of what we all have. We have this opportunity now where we can all have experiences like that without the heartache aspect. So we need to expose ourselves to nature with that open mind that says, what do you have to say to me? What can you tell me? Not what am I going to tell you? What can you tell me? Go and stand in a grouping of trees and allow those trees to talk to you because we can receive that information. Even if we don't recognize it for what it is, we receive that vibration and we take it into ourselves. I love that. <laughs> That's so good. I almost want to finish on that note so that people just remember. <laughs> go forward and go and go and be with these beautiful beings that have so much to give us. Yes. Yeah, I, I think that that's a really big piece to helping to just bring about balance and and harmony in the system and even in one's own system on so many exactly. Ways. Yeah, in relationships with other humans, even. Yeah, learning. Yeah, learning. Inter integrating into that vibration influences ours. It brings about a healing in a way that we wouldn't normally access. It brings about a connection we wouldn't normally access. Mm -hmm. So we're needing to just find those opportunities to put ourselves in a space where we can integrate with nature, with animals, with the beings around us, even if it's just your little patch of lawn outside, whatever you have available to you within all of that is that vibration that could sustain us. Hmm. Yeah. Wonderful. Okay. That's good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> um, is there anything else? Because I, I feel like that is such a piece of, that's such a gem right there. Um, is there well, anything else, any other drink, gems to string and that we can wear when we go about to help us to remember? Yeah. 
I'm always asked to share guidance where it's appropriate. And obviously each person will take from this experience what they need and what resonates with them. But the message that I am being asked to share is one of tremendous compassion for the situation we find ourselves in and for the experience that we have been exposed to. But the compassion extends to saying to us, you are so close to a revelation. You are so close to the magic and miracles that is possible for us. Don't give up. Keep going. I feel so much emotion when I um, connect with this. It is a situation where they're saying, go and find what it is that you have for yourselves because it is beautiful, it is magical, and it is yours. Go and get it. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much for that. Yeah. Okay. I think that I'm going to end on that note. I think that I feel Seems like a worthy, worthy, worthy ending. <laughs> like a good place. Thank you so much, Lara. Um, and just now speaking to everybody, please have a look at the descriptions in underneath the video or the voice recording that you're hearing. And if you'd like to get in touch with Lara, you'll find out how over there. And Many blessings. Have a wonderful. Beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing this opportunity with me. And I'm trusting that everybody that is listening to this is also listening to the magical sound of your voice because that is something spectacular to share. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much. Go well.